Hello and welcome one more time to the University of Spiritual Warfare. We are glad to have you with us tonight. You are in for a wonderful time as we take a look at the Word of God and see what God says regarding His Word. Tonight we're going to look at the Word of God regarding the wicked. Topic tonight is the Constitution of the Wicked. God wrote a constitution and said this is for wicked people. That's important for us to know and understand who the wicked are and why God is so upset with them, why God is so bent about destroying the wicked. Now, we wouldn't know this unless we study the Bible because most preaching and teaching, you know, here. Uh, talking about this, but it's imperative that we know and understand where all this evil comes from. It has a source. It has a root, and the roots are being fed. We must understand that these things come from where God stipulates that it comes from, and we are to learn how to deal with it and how to overcome it. There are many people who are born to this world. And from the time they're born and they grow up, they've never been able to overcome wickedness. They've never been able to overcome evil. And the evil that they cannot overcome is a generational, generational wickedness. And they just don't seem to be able to overcome it. So they live a life of failure and a life of defeat and they go through life never accomplishing anything so let's look at what god's word says psalm 7 verse 11 this is one of the first foundational scripture it says psalm 7 verse 11 god judges the righteous god consistently judges the righteous god is angry with the wicked every day. Ponder that for a moment. God is angry every day with the wicked. Well, God, you don't have anything better to do. What's the word of God? And if the word of God says that God is angry with the wicked every single day, then there must be a reason. God just does not get up and do something without having a reason. It's up to us to know why. We are to understand that the wicked do everything in opposition to God. They're evil. They're workers of iniquity. They're workers of wickedness. Wicked do wickedly. Wicked work wickedness. Now, these are the things that we need to know and understand. And like father, so should it be like children. Whatever angers God should anger you and me. And if God is angry, we should be angry also. We are children of God. We are supposed to be following in daddy's footsteps. Now, we're not going to do everything like God because he's God. 
But listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says when God was about to make man, there was a voice in heaven that said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Image meaning reflection, facsimile. And after our likeness meaning similar to us, having certain traits and characteristics like us. I mean, we're made in the image of God. We look like God. The Bible talks about God sitting on the throne, the earth being his footstool. The Bible talks about the hands of God, the arms of God, God's head, his eyes, his mouth, his nostrils. And we have a facsimile, an outline that looks like God. Even though God is a spirit, he has an outline. He doesn't look like a puffy cloud. So we're made in the image and in the likeness of God. Now the Bible says here God is angry with the wicked every day. Anger. Righteous anger. That's an emotion. That's why we have emotions. Love, hate, joy, peace, anxiety, all those emotions God has put within us. God has an emotion. And he displays an emotion of anger. I would say he's angry. Is he always angry? No. He's a loving God. The Bible says his essence is love. His nature is love. But he does have anger. And he's angry with the wicked every single day. So we are to understand why God is angry with the wicked. The wicked are godless. They have nothing for God. They don't want God. They want the devil. If they don't have God, then they have the devil. So the wicked are satanic. They have chosen to serve the devil. And the Bible tells us that the wicked rich rules over the poor. The rich rules over the poor, and the borrower is a slave or servant of the lender. Now, it's one thing if the rich were ruling the poor, and they were righteous rich. The Bible says that when the righteous rule, the people rejoice. But when the wicked rule, the people are in a state of mourning. We are to understand that the wicked are ruling. And most of the wicked, almost 99.9% of the wicked, are going to be rich. It's the rich that have power and authority. They have gotten to themselves power and authority, great wealth. And they rule over the poor, the poor masses. And ruling over above the poor, what do they do? They oppress the poor. So, the oppression of the wicked must be destroyed. And if it means the destruction of the wicked, then so be it, God will do the destruction. But we are to understand that we are to destroy the works of the devil. Jesus came and Jesus was made manifest, come on a mission and to destroy the works of the devil. So the wicked's work, the devil's work, must be destroyed. Now, 
we are to understand that in this world, this is something that you will never be able to destroy totally out of the out of this world. The oppression is going to be here. It's been here from before we were born. It's been here from the beginning of time. Oppression will be around even when everything else is gone. And as long as there is a satanic influence, there will be oppression. Rich will rule over above the poor. People will oppress each other. And this is just something that's going to go on until the Lord takes full control of the earth. Now, here's the story. There will be oppression in the earth. But listen, according to my Bible, our Bible, you can oppress everybody else, but you're not going to oppress me. Why? I have what God told me. I have what God showed me. I don't have to be oppressed, and neither do you have to be oppressed of the devil. He showed me how to overcome it. You see, the devil looks at everybody, especially Christians as sheep, to be slaughtered. But the Bible says no. In all these things, we're what? More than conquerors through him who loved us, and who gave his life for us. So, there's going to be the oppression. Oppression of many, many people. Many people who don't know better, don't know the word of God, never took time out to study it. Nobody ever taught them. But not me, and not you either because I'm going to show you exactly how to overcome. The yokes must be broken. What is a yoke? Not an egg yoke, Y-O-L-K, but a yoke, Y-O-K-E. And if you look at a horse or a cow that they put a yoke upon and put a plow between them, a yoke of oxen or a yoke of mules pulling a cart, put a yoke on the, the mule or a harness on the mule and they put it on the cow and the cow would pull the oxen would pull a plow behind it and plow the ground so that yoke is on them to control them that yoke is on them to make them work make them obey and do what they're told to do so the yoke of the devil must be broken from the lives of people otherwise if the yoke is not broken then we become what? Slaves to the devil. So how is that yoke broken? How is it done? Is there some magic formula to break the yoke of the devil? Many people are crying out in life, show me how, tell me how it's done. I need solutions because you see, they're under the yoke of oppression. They're under the yoke of sicknesses, diseases. They are under the yoke of oppression of the devil. They are under financial yokes. They are under all, all manner of satanic yokes, evil yokes. Satan is having a field day in the lives of many people. Demons are oppressing people. These yokes must be broken. Now, we cannot break yokes for many people. They have to break the yoke themselves. We can lead people to water, but we cannot make them drink the water that we lead them to. So we have to instruct people and teach them how. We have to pray for people and pray and ask God for his mercy to intervene in the lives of people. But in many cases, 
we have to show people how it's done because you see some people must need to come out from under the yoke for themselves. Let's look at the Bible. Keep your Bibles handy. Keep your notepads, pens handy. Genesis 47. Genesis 27, beg your pardon. We see a yoke placed. And it wasn't placed upon the person. But this is how everything fell. It talks about a man, his name was Esau. Had a younger brother named Jacob. Jacob stole the birthright blessing from Esau, the older brother. How did he do that? He waited till he was very hungry. And then when he came, he had some soup ready. And Esau, being famished, extremely hungry, he said, I'll give you a bowl of soup if you give me a blessing. No soup, no blessing. Or should I say, uh, no blessing, no soup. Esau, for a moment, said, what's the blessing going to do to me? I am so starving, hungry. And he sold. He says, you can take my blessing. Give me the soup. Never should have been done. That's what Jacob did. He took the birthright blessing. And his father came in. Isaac came in. And Isaac, he went and he disguised himself. He went into Isaac. And Isaac blessed him, believing that he was Esau, the firstborn. So he stole the blessing from Isaac, from Esau. Isaac, his father, blessed him. When Esau came and he realized that his father had blessed him, spoken words cannot be taken back. The blessing was already conferred. It had already been spoken over Jacob, and there was absolutely positively no way he could take that blessing back. Esau was bitter, and he wept bitterly, and he begged his father, and he said, Father, even one blessing, bless me with a blessing. This is how important the fatherhood blessing is. So Genesis 27 and verse 40 tells us what the fatherhood blessing was. And it says, by your sword shall you live. You're going to live by your sword. And you shall serve your brother. And it shall come to pass when you shall have the dominion. Let me go slowly over this. You shall live by your sword. And you shall serve your brother. You shall be servant to your brother. Your brother shall rule over you. And you are going to serve him. You are going to be subordinate to your brother. Jacob will rule over you because he has the birthright blessing. He has the he has the right and he has the dominion over you. And I want you to remember that word dominion. I want you to get ready to write down this word dominion because you've got to understand the meaning of dominion. In spiritual warfare, it has a powerful meaning and it has a powerful connotation. So we must understand not only the connotation, but we must understand the meaning. And so he told him, you shall serve your brother, be servant, secondary to your brother, your 
younger brother. And it shall come to pass, it shall happen, when, pause right there, not if, when, ponder that for a moment, when, you shall have the dominion, it shall come to pass, after a period of time, what's going to happen? It's going to come to pass when you shall have the dominion. When you shall have the dominion. The dominion will come to you over a period of time. But everyone must recognize when that period of time, your dominion cometh. And if you don't, if you don't know when your dominion time has come, then you're wasting time. If you don't know when your dominion time has come, then you'll live a whole life and never have dominion. But the scripture said, it shall come to pass, it will happen. When, not if, you shall have the dominion, that you shall break, shatter his yoke from off your neck. Genesis 27, 40. So God was telling Esau, in spite of what has happened to you, something is coming in the future. When you shall have the dominion, you shall break his yoke from off your neck. You shall break his yoke from off your neck. It's not going to fall off. Let me say that, because you see a lot of Christians believe that, well, uh, God's gonna, God knows, God knows what to do, and God will take care of it. It's not going to fall off, okay? It's not going to roll off and melt away. It's not going to get old and just drop off. The Bible says, it shall come to pass, it shall happen when you shall have the dominion. That means you must recognize when you have the dominion that you shall break, you shall break, you shall shatter, you shall destroy his yoke from off your own neck. What is that? That's warfare. What is that? That's warfare. You don't want the yoke destroyed and taken off of your neck, then stay with it and die with it. Okay? But if you're sick and tired and you're disgusted and you're angry, then you need to understand you shall break, you shall break his yoke off of your neck. You're not going to have your yoke upon my neck. No, sir. It will not happen. It will not happen. For some strange reason, I was pondering today. And, you know, sometimes you see certain things and God just reminds you. I was at the gym and I was watching the television and it mentioned King Charles and his coronation coming up shortly in England. And I looked at it and I began to remember. I said, my God, look at that. The Queen was a lady that 
as a little child, we had to sing the song, God Save Our Queen, and had notebooks with her image on it. And we had to be writing on those notebooks and singing to the queen. When the queen visited, we had to wave to the queen, and it was all about the queen, the queen of England, Queen Elizabeth. Now here's a monarchy, and now Charles is now, her son is now king, and he's talking about his coronation. And I looked at the monarchy and said, what a wickedness, what an oppression. What is it for? It's not necessary. It's an oppression. The wickedness, it's evil. It's a perpetuation of an evil, wicked system. And here you have it. It shall happen when it shall come to pass that when you shall have the dominion, you shall break his yoke, their yoke, from off your neck. But if you don't break it, you will die with that yoke. So you must recognize the yoke. That's number one. Number two, you must recognize that you have the authority, the power to break it. The Bible says, when you shall have the dominion. You see, comes a point in time when you didn't know any better, you couldn't do any better. But comes a point in time, you say, well, you know, I want to do better. So you search for better, you study. The Bible says, you study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You study. You get to know how God operates. You get to know how the word operates. You get to know the power of the word. And through the study and you grow up, once you're a novice, you knew nothing. Then you become what? Apprentice, novice, apprentice, then a journeyman, and then a master. So you start out on your journey and you become a master. Now you become a master. You have the what? The dominion. Now you can break the yoke from off your neck. That's how it's done. You didn't just have it overnight given to you. No, you came through a process. You went through a processing. When you come to the Lord and you come to Jesus, you come as a baby. And the Bible says you must desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. We were talking about milk to someone the other day and they talked about the mother's milk for the baby. When the mother is nursing a baby child, the baby doesn't need to get water, doesn't need to get any kind of food. Uh-uh. Everything is inside the mother's milk. The baby don't need no water. The baby don't need nothing. Everything that the baby needs is inside the mother's milk. Until the baby gets teeth. Then he has to graduate from milk and he starts to eat some solid food. So here we have God telling his children, he says, when you are a baby, you must desire the sincere milk of his word that you may grow thereby, grow through the use and the knowledge of his word. And once that growth occurs, that maturity occurs through the knowledge of the word of God. Then we put away milk, as Paul the Apostle said, you know, when you should be eating meat, you're still drinking milk. Comes a point in time, you got to 
She got teeth now. So the baby puts away the milk. Mama can't nurse that baby anymore. Baby got teeth. She got to chew up some meat now and give the baby some meat and potatoes and cut it up fine and give it to the baby. And the baby now has to start eating meat. And this is what's going to happen. So now the baby is going through a process and the baby now learns that you're going to grow and you're going to start having dominion. So here is the meaning of that dominion. Dominion means rule. Dominion means what? Rule, rulership. Dominion means to dominate. Dominion means to dominate. How does it mean to dominate? Well, you know, the best and the easiest way I can teach you the word dominate means, think of a bicycle. You get a little child a bicycle, the first thing about the bicycle, it's not a tricycle, it's a bicycle, but you put some training wheels on it. One training wheel on the left and one on the right, so the baby, the child is riding the bicycle, you give him a little helmet, you know, maybe you get some elbow pads, knee pads, as you know, they're going to skin the knee, maybe skin the elbow too, things are going to happen. So you put training wheels on the bicycle, then the child learns how to ride, and Comes a point in time, you say, now they can handle their bicycle in a certain way. Let me take the training wheels off. You take the training wheels off. You stay behind the bike. And you run down the road and you help them to balance on the bike. And then, you know, they'll look around and they'll see, make sure you're there, you know. And they keep going. They say, keep going. And then one day you might let go of the bike. Give them a nice little push off and they pedal and they going down the road, then you let go and you watch them. And say, well, show them where the brakes are. And they know how the brakes are. You know, you hope that when they step on the brakes, anything happens, they'll land on somebody's lawn and not skin the knee or skin the elbow. But eventually they get it. They learn how to balance two wheels. And they learn how to brake. They learn how to maneuver. They learn how to dominate the bicycle. So dominion can be had over that bicycle. They rule over the bicycle. They learn how to dominate the bicycle. Now they start to do tricks on the bicycle. Look, I let go one hand. And then they may come, look, I let go two hands. Oh, be careful because they dominate the bicycle now. Dominion means the power of right of governing and controlling. Dominion means sovereign authority. Mean you're now ruler, master of it. The word of God says when you have the dominion, when you dominate, when you have power, the right of governing and controlling, when you have sovereign authority, you will break the yoke from off of your neck. You'll break your brother's yoke from off your neck. So this is what it's all about. Dominion is not just given. You don't give a little child a key for a Ferrari and say, hey, here's your Christmas gift. A 10 year only 10 years old or 12 years old. No, you can't do that. Kill himself. 
Tzadik, you must teach them, train them up. The Bible says, train up a child in the way they should go. When they get old, they will not depart from the way you train them up. That's what is done. So when you have dominion, then you shall do something with the dominion. Know you have the dominion. First of all, when you shall have the dominion, you must recognize I got the dominion now. I got the authority. I can dominate now. So now I'm going to dominate. What are you going to do with the domination power that you know you have? You will break his yoke from off your neck. I'll shatter. I'll destroy the yoke off of my neck. You know, it's so unfortunate, so sad. So many people have been Christians for so many years. But they're still babies. They're still drinking milk. They're still coming, pray for me, pray for me. Not that you don't pray for them. You have compassion and you pray, but you try to teach them. They never seem to learn. They always want to be picking. They always want to be, you know, just looked down upon and just be pitied. And you got to wipe their nose for them, you know, and they still want you to blow their nose for them too. But we're not in the blow nose business. We can wipe noses sometimes. We want to see some improvement. want to see you blow your own nose. want to see some learning. We want to see some growth. want to see some what? Maturity. want to see some what? Seasoning. want to see some growing up, maturing. That's what we want to see. Because you shall break his yoke off your neck. The breaking of the yoke off of your neck is your responsibility. Preacher can pray for you. The Bible says, you shall break his yoke off your own neck. I can help you. I can show you. I can teach you. I can lead you to the water, but I can't make you drink the water. I can pray for you, but you see, it's a do-it-yourself game. It's a DIY gig. Do it yourself. This is what God ordained. This is the word of God. It shall come to pass when, not if, you shall have the dominion, when you shall have the power, the rule, the ability to dominate, the power of right of governing and controlling, when you shall have what? Sovereign authority. You must recognize I got the authority in the name Jesus now. What will you do with it? Now you got it. You know you got it. And you shall shatter his yoke off your neck. Mm. Ponder that for a moment. When you have the dominion, you must do something with it. Dominion is not something you walk around and say, well, I got the power. No. What are you going to do with it? We love to sing, I got the power in the name of Jesus. We got the power in the name of the Lord. Well, what are you going to do with it? Who shall shatter his yoke from off your neck? You can't be running around singing that you got the power and you don't do nothing with it. You don't even recognize you got it. You're foolish if you don't know what to do with it. 
You need to go back to school. You need to get back some training. It shall come to pass, you shall have the dominion. When you shall have the dominion, you shall break his yoke off the neck. Dominion is to shatter the yoke from off your own neck. Dominion is to what? Shatter the yoke from off your own neck. Dominion means rule, to dominate the power of right of governing and controlling the power, the right of controlling. Dominion means sovereign authority. Jesus gives sovereign authority, kingly authority. So when you have that authority, you will what? Shatter the yoke of your own neck. We must understand that when you know you have that authority, there are certain principles that you need to abide by. You don't just figure, well, I got it, I'm going to do No, you've got to understand that you must operate within certain confines and with, within certain contexts. And one of the main contexts I want you to know and understand that you must operate by, you see, many people don't know this. I want to teach it to you today. Isaiah 58, verse 6. Well, dear, please get your Bibles. While you're finding that Isaiah 58, and then starting at the sixth verse, I want you to see the word for yourself. You must understand that if you're not doing it this way, you're wasting your time. Because you will never, you will never do it your way and expect our, 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 our receive a result that you're going to expect without doing it his way. You've got to do it his way. You must do it the Lord's way according to his word. So, Isaiah 58, verse 6, talk about these kinds and what will happen. And it says, is not this the fast? What? Fast. Yes, fast. Fasting. Abstaining from food. Is not this the fast type of abstaining from food that I have chosen? Yes, there goes that nasty word again. It's a four-letter word, F-A-S-T. Isn't this the fast that I have chosen? So God says, I have chosen a fast, a certain type of fasting. And that fasting is the abstaining of food, abstaining from food with a spiritual focus. And God says, this fast that I have chosen is to what? To loose the bands of wickedness. To do what? Loose the bands of wickedness. Isn't that the same as breaking the yoke from off your neck? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Undo the heavy burdens. Undo the heavy yoke. Uh-huh. Yes, it's the same thing. And to let the ones who are oppressed go free. Yes, it's the same thing. Shatter the yoke and break the oppression. Free the oppressed. And that you break, you shatter, you destroy 
every yoke. Wait a minute now. Did the Bible say every yoke? That's what I'm reading here from the King James Version. And that you break, shatter, destroy every single yoke. Doesn't matter what it is. Every yoke must be destroyed. By what? This fasting that God has chosen. By what? This fasting that God has chosen. So here God gives the strategy, the recipe, the formula. He gives the direction. He gives the instruction, the spiritual instruction. And this is to be followed because if you don't follow it and don't abide by and do it the way he says, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. So when the wicked come and they want to dominate and they want to put a yoke on your neck and you're young and you don't know what to do, you've got to get the dominion. You've got to get seasoned. you got to grow. It's like going in a gym, working out. You're a scrawny person. You begin to work out, lift weights and pull weights and pull and pull and tug and squat and straighten up and tippy-toe down again and you begin to build muscle and before you know it six months to a year you look at yourself wait a minute i can see some muscles are growing muscles are bulging now uh, i can see my weight my body weight is picking up and before you know it two years you look at yourself oh my god look at that person in the mirror this is somebody different than who i was why you have come you have started to do a processing. You started to fast. And by your fasting and doing what the word says, that's going to put you on the fast track to what? Have the dominion. And when you have the dominion, the power, right of governing and controlling, the sovereign authority, now you have the power, you can have dominion, you can dominate. You shall shatter the yoke from off your neck. So to get and acquire the dominion, what do you got to do? Start to fast and recognize what? Fasting. And do what? Recognize fasting. Jesus said so. The Bible said so. God said so. And you're not going to get around him. Because if you don't do it, you're not going to have it. You're not going to break any yoke. It's not going to happen. Let's look at Mark, New Testament, Mark 9, 28. I want to point out a little story. Because we got to get this dominion. Through this dominion that we get, we got to get this yoke shattered. Must be broken. This generational thing, shattered. Must be destroyed. Mark 9, 28. When Jesus was coming to the house, his disciples asked him privately, why couldn't we cast out this devil? Why couldn't we cast out this devil? 29, Mark 9, 29, and he said to them, this kind, this kind, this type of demon can come forth by nothing. It can come out by nothing. Nothing will budge this demon 
except by what? Prayer and fasting. Hmm. This kind of yoke that you got on your neck, this kind of generational curse that's been cursing you and dogging you all of your life, this kind of sickness, Isaiah 58 again, that's been coming at you day and night, night and day, it will not leave you. Because you see, aside from the sickness, there is something there which is of a generational spirit. This kind can come out by nothing except prayer, fasting. Prayer, fasting. Don't tell me the yoke cannot be broken. Don't tell me this thing cannot leave. Don't tell me that this thing cannot be overcome. I don't want to hear that. I got the word right here. Jesus said this kind will budge by nothing except by what? Prayer, fasting. Isaiah 58 verse 6 tells me to loose the bands, the cords of wickedness, undo the heavy burden, let the oppressed go free, and that you break, you shatter, you destroy every last, every single yoke by what? Fasting. Don't tell me it can't work. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear what your preacher said. I don't want to hear what Bishop so and so said and what they. Nah. Bring me to the Bible. Tell me what the Bible says. This is what the Bible says. This is what Isaiah 58 6 says. This is what Jesus said. Mark 9 28 29. Why couldn't we cast this devil out? This kind of devil, this type, this kind, this species, can come up by nothing except the prayer fasting. You hear what I'm saying? This is what Jesus said. Don't tell me the yokes cannot be broken. Don't tell me the wicked is going to have dominion over you and oppress you, and they got rich, you know, they're billionaires, and they got a lot of money, and they got a lot of power. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. They're billionaires, they're rich, you know, they're royals, they're kings and queens, and, well, you can dominate over everybody else, but I'm not including in your domination. Why? This kind, your kind, are going to come out of my life and come out from above me. You cannot dominate over me. By what? Prayer and fasting. I'm going to bring you down. You will not oppress me. You will not harass me. You will not dominate over me. I have the dominion in the authority of the name Jesus. My Bible tells me. Listen to what my Bible tells me. My Bible tells me that when I shall have the dominion, when I shall have the rule, when I shall have the ability to dominate, that I shall break, I shall shatter his yoke from off my neck. The yoke will be upon everybody else's neck, but not upon my neck. <clears throat> Why? Because I have dominion authority. You're not going to oppress me. 
this is my mindset. Though you surround me like bees, in the name of the Lord, I will destroy you. You surround me, you encircle me like bees. No, you will not destroy me. In the name of the Lord, I will destroy you. Don't tell me anything. I've got the word right here. Spirit of the rich ruler, the oppressors, the billionaires, the royals, they want to dominate the world. And they are dominating the world. The world is under their, are under their control. What is Psalm number two says? Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth and the rulers, they're what? Taken counsel together. They've come together and they said, let's what? Cast away the cords of him. And they have taken counsel against the Lord God and against his Christ, his anointed Jesus Christ. And they said, let's cast away their control, their cord from us. Let's break the rulership of Jesus in the earth. What does God do? The Bible says, he who sits in the heaven shall what? Laugh at them. He has a good belly laugh. Shall have them in derision. He shall mock them, scorn them, mock them. Speak to them in his wrath. Vex them in his sore displeasure. How are you going to overcome God? No, you can't. But this is what they do anyhow. So you can do it with some people or dumb. They don't know what they did. They, 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 they don't know any better. Some people are just stupid. Well, not me. I know better. I study the word. I study to show myself approved to God. A workman need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I know better. So the spirit of the rich rulers, the oppressors, cannot oppress me or dominate me. Because that spirit of the rich rulers, the oppressors, is, I'm smarter than you. Number one, I'm better than you. Yeah, you might be smarter than me. You might have had a university education. You might have had triple PhDs down here university. But guess what? I got an up there university degree. I got an HG degree, Holy Ghost degree. All right? You have an HG degree? I got an HG. I got a Holy Ghost degree. Red hot tongue talking. All right? Better than me? Uh-uh. Superior to you. Chosen by my birthright. Uh, you might be born into royalty. You might be born with a certain amount of uh, nobility. That's the right word. Peerage. Nobility. But guess what? I am chosen by the living God. I'm not chosen by my birthright. And if you want to talk about birthright, I'm born again. Are you born again? No, you're not born again. I'm born again. So when you go talk about birthright, who you're born to and who your family is, that's one thing down here. But I am chosen by my peerage, by my being born again. I'm chosen by God himself. When God chose me, he washed me and he made me and he brought me up to know I had the dominion authority 
and it has given me power to trample upon serpents, upon scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means hurt me. This is what God gave me. So now I know I got it. I got what? Dominion. I got the power to what? Dominate. Don't tell me who, who, who you think I am. I know who I am. And I have the right to dominate. I know that as Christians, we are the only chosen ones of God. Our birthright makes us chosen and makes us to have dominion power. You see, once we come, we have that birthright. We're born again in Jesus Christ, our true the blood of Jesus. We have that, what, the birthright. We're on our way to what? Dominion authority. Born again. We're on our way to what? Dominion authority. But you've got to be raised up. You've got to be trained up. Not because you're born again. No, you won't know. You won't understand your authority. You got to become seasoned. The Apostle Paul got to grow up and be trained up. You join the army. You don't just get uh, become a general. No. Become a private, boot camp private. They run you around and treat you like a dog. Run you all day. Train you up. Then you become a private. After you become a private, you become a, a lance corporal and a corporal. You become a sergeant. You become, what's the next level, a, a, a lieutenant. And, and you become a colonel. And then you go up the rank and different ranks. Then you become, a, after you grow up, you become a one-star general, two-star general, three, four, five-star general. You're going to be going up the rank. Of authority. You don't just get things thrown at you. You gotta earn it. We've got to understand with wicked people, God knows that wicked people they cannot be trusted in the spheres of influence. You're wicked, you're evil, you're perverse, you're reprobate, crooked without Jesus. The Bible says above them their hearts are deceitful and above all things, they are desperately wicked. And these are the ones that want to have dominion over you. Desperately wicked hearts. These are the ones that sit by and their pride and their haughtiness saying, I'm separate from you. I'm better than you. We don't mix. We can't mix. Why? Because we're better than you. Well, we, you're right. Oil and water can't mix. We are separate from you. There's no fellowship of Jesus Christ with Belial the devil. There's no fellowship between light and darkness. We're light, you're darkness. You might be royal darkness, but we are royal light because we're in Jesus Christ. You need to repent of your sins. You're sinful and you need a Savior. You need Jesus, which we have. We have repented. And which you don't have, despite of your money, despite of your riches. You don't have Jesus, which is the true riches. 
You see these people that and they, they, they don't seek after the spiritual things. They war and fight for earthly treasures. They look at the bank account and the jewelry and the gold. And look at the crown. And you look at the diamonds in the crown. And how much this and that's in the crown. I saw a picture of the crown today. I said, my God, look at that. Millions of dollars worth of diamonds and whatever else. Uh, precious stones are in there. The symbol of what? Dominion. Symbol of dominion. A crown. An earthly crown. A symbol of dominion authority. Earthly authority. This is what they rule by. Rich rules over the poor. When you shall have the dominion, you shall break, shatter your yoke off your neck. I got no yoke on my neck. I know who I am. Don't bow to no king. I don't bow to no queen. Bow to to Jesus. I bow the knees to Jesus. Worship, prayer, praise, and adoration. Not to any man. When you see that coronation come, you're going to see a lot of people bowing. Bowing to another man. Oh, Waste your time watching that stuff. Get your Bible. Begin to feed your spirit man. Begin to fast and feed him. So he will begin to gain dominion authority. To shatter and destroy the yoke off your neck. Don't waste your time doing that. Don't look at that time when there will be a coronation of a man who will be a king. Seek to get the yoke shattered and destroyed from off your neck. Fast and pray. Get, you pur- get yourself purged from every last thing that they have to offer. Closing. Job 20, verse 4. Constitution of the wicked. Says, Don't you realize that from the beginning of time, ever since people were first placed on the earth, triumph of the wicked has been short-lived. Joy of the godless has been only temporary. Though the pride of the godless reaches to the heavens, their heads touch the clouds, yet they will vanish forever, thrown away like their own dung. Those who knew them will ask, where are they? They will fade like a dream and not be found. They will vanish like a vision in the night. Those who once saw them will see them more. Their families will never see them again. Their children will beg from the poor. But they must give back their stolen riches. Though they are young, their bones will lie in the dust. They enjoyed the sweet taste of wickedness, letting it melt under their tongue. They savored it, holding it long in their mouths. But suddenly the food in their bellies turned sour, a poisonous venom in their stomach. They will vomit the wealth followed. God won't let them keep it down. They will suck 
the poison of cobras. The viper will kill them. They will never again enjoy streams of olive oil or rivers of milk and honey. They will give back everything they work for. Their wealth will bring them no joy. They oppressed the poor and left them destitute. They foreclosed on their homes. They were always greedy and never satisfied. Nothing remains of all the things they dreamed about. Nothing is left after they finish gorging themselves. Therefore, their prosperity will not endure. In the midst of plenty, they will run into trouble and be overcome by misery. May God give them a belly full of trouble. May God rain down his anger upon them. When they try to escape an iron weapon, a bronze-tipped arrow will pierce them. The arrow is pulled from their back, and the arrowhead glistens with blood. Terrors of death are upon them. The treasures will be thrown into deepest darkness. A wildfire will devour their goods, consuming all that they have left. The heavens will reveal their guilt. The earth will testify against them. A flood will sweep away their house. God's anger will descend to come down on them in torrents. This is the reward that God gives the wicked. Is the inheritance decreed by God. This is the constitution of the wicked. Written, given by the living God to every wicked man and woman that rule upon the face of the earth. Now you see, you know why God is angry with the wicked every single day. And so am I. So should you be. Why? Like father, like son. I'm angry. I go to bed angry and I get up angry. Righteous indignation against wickedness. When you have the dominion, Shatter, destroy your yoke from off your neck. You might oppress everybody else out there. Uh-huh. Out of 200 million people in the population or 300 million, whatever, you're going to oppress so many millions, but not me. Why? I know my rights. I know my authority. I have dominion power. I will shatter and I will destroy the yoke from off my neck. I shall break the yoke off my neck. I will pray for you. I can pray, but the Bible does not tell me I can break the yoke off your neck. So let's try and pray for ourselves fasting and prayer, and break the yoke from off our own necks. That's what Bible Code 7 is all about. Teach you 
show you how to get the job done so that you can do it yourself. Bible Code 7, my last book, Shocking Revelation of Mystery Babylon, has a complete strategy in here with a full, deep, and abiding understanding of how it works. You need to get that book. Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, Shocking Revelation of Mystery Babylon, the ultimate in spiritual warfare. May the Lord bless you tonight. May the Lord keep you. May he make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord God lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace, both now until Jesus returns to get us. Have yourself an awesome and an amazing night. God bless you. We'll catch you again next Thursday.